Hello and welcome to the Checkpoint Reach podcast. I'm your host Luke Keldon. Say I'm joined by Sud and also our special guest TJFL Gaming. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. You? Yeah, doing well, thanks. Uh, glad to have you on. Looking forward to yeah. this and Jeez, another wait. another Welshman to join exactly. the crew. Yes, South Wales. Lovely, uh, repping it. Yeah, the first South Walian <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> tick. I mean, I, I nearly said an all Welsh podcast, but I've just remembered. Uh, so you're not, actually English. I'm not Welsh. I'm English. Oh, yeah. Traitor. <laughs> I've lived in Wales. It's funny though, because I've lived in Wales like way longer than I've lived in England. So I don't oh. even know why. I don't know what I am anymore. Like, <laughs> who knows? You're uh, part of Bojo's army, so uh, we'll, we'll leave oh, you alone. Certainly not part of his army. That's <laughs> uh, I can tell you that. Don't want to get political, but you know, <laughs> I'm certainly not part of his army. So. <laughs> well, there we are. But anyway, we're, like Suds mentioned, we're not going to get political. Don't worry. We are going to talk some gaming, and that's why we brought um, Tim on to discuss some games. So. Today, the first topic is actually going to be related to Cyberpunk, because obviously that's been pretty big of late. Um, CD Projekt Red says, rumoured Cyberpunk 2077 development details are simply not true. They tweeted out, normally we don't comment on rumours, but this time we wanted to make an exception as the story is simply not true. So this has come after many like videos and people speculating that basically a lot of content's been cut from the game. And I've actually watched some of the videos as well, and it would seem it seemed like that was the case. From I can't remember where the walkthrough demo of Cyberpunk was, if it was like an E3 or something, but they were saying like, oh, you can do this and you can do this in in the world, and it turned out that you actually couldn't do that in Night City. So it felt like they have taken away aspects, but they've come out and said it's not true. What do you guys think? Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll let Tim go first on this one. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I definitely say it feels like a No Man's Sky situation where they sold us a lot of promises saying you can do this and there's going to be these working ecosystems and, and, and you know, the actions you take throughout the world are going to have, a, are going to have a, a, you know, everlasting effect on the overall world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it definitely comes across that what what they wanted to build in terms of the game just, just didn't come to fruition at all. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have seen some videos on the internet. Um, I've seen one where some guy managed to get up on top of like a train station, which I didn't even know mm. that were in the game. Yes, I've seen that video. I've seen this yep. one, and he goes up, and it says "open door." So right, he goes up to the door, and he opens it, and he opens it, and it's just blank. It's just building blocks <laughs> of a, a partially built train station. Mm. So I think for them to come out and say, you know, oh, this game wasn't unfinished, and they didn't cut content, it, it might not be a lie as such, uh, but it's far from the truth as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, absolutely. Um, you know what Tim says? Absolutely right. There's you know, I've I know you two have both completed. So you probably put a good 30, 40 hours in at least. But even the six or seven hours that I've played, I can tell that there should. I don't know. There's a lot there, but there you also feel like there should be more there in a weird sort of way. It's really an odd feeling yeah. for me. It's like even when you're going through the city, you're like, yeah, you know, it's quite it's cool. I like the set and I like what's going on. But then you think there could be more people in the city. There could be more. I don't know. There could just be more of a a vibe to it, which I feel like. If they give the game a bit longer, that could have possibly happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's just them little added details I think they needed to get right. And that's the parts. Because the actual game itself, I feel like from what I've played so far anyway, I really like the writing in the game. I like the characters. I think they've kind of nailed that aspect of it from what I've seen so far. That could change, of course. But there's just definitely, you know, the, 
the gameplay for me could be better. Uh, I think it's 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 all right, but it's not great. You know, I didn't enjoy the uh, combat really. No, I don't no, think it's same. like no. it's just okay. It's just, it's acceptable, but it's not. You don't go. You don't enjoy it. You know what I mean? So it's mm. like it's just there. Um, and even you know, uh, I've had. I don't know about you, Steve. Probably, I've I've not had, actually had as many glitches as I thought I would have. You've played it a bit off. later, though, haven't you? You've had some I have, patches. I have obviously. had patches, so I've I've probably been a bit luckier there than I know you, Eldon. Obviously, played it when there'd only been maybe yeah. one patch. Yeah, I think it was. Whereas I've had probably two or three patches, so it's obviously helped a bit. I've still had the odd thing where people disappear. I think we've all had that. I've had one game crash. I've had the game crash on me once. Um, luckily, it auto saved like a second before, so that was good. Um, but yeah, and then you know, with the comments coming out saying about um, you know, it's all a pack, basically saying it's a pack of lies. I don't know. I I feel like there is some truth. Mm. Well, so then, there's didn't, no smoke without fire. So didn't they change their like um, wording of the game from being an RPG to an action shooter as well? Did they? I I heard something about that. I might be wrong. I'd have to double check. But I I swear I heard that they changed the terminology they were using. Mm. I mean, it, I mean, to be fair, it does seem like it feels unbalanced in between being an action and an RPG game. And sometimes it feels like a really strong RPG, mm-hmm. but a really weak action game. And then a little bit later on in the game, it just seems to flip on its head. So I, right. I can definitely agree with that 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 idea. Um, my playthrough was littered with bugs. It was definitely probably one of right. the worst experiences I've had in years. Like it was bad. Uh, and you know, and the fact that I'm playing on Series X and it was that bad, like I genuinely do feel for people who are playing it on the older hardware Absolutely. and had been waiting years for this game. Because at the end of the day, I know the fans did try and big the game up, but. CD Projekt Red hyped the games themselves. They, oh, they, they brought did. this on themselves. And it's, I do just feel so bad for people who played on previous gen. It must be pretty painful. No, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The videos we've seen I mean, have been awful. And I've told all, pretty much all our mates who uh, have been interested in the game that have the um, previous generation consoles now. Just, just wait. wait. It's yeah, not worth 100%. it. It's really not worth it. And uh, similar to you, Tim, it, the most buggy the worst game i played in ages for bugs the most buggiest game i played in a long time actually mm-hmm. um and i played it on the s so it wasn't quite the x but i couldn't even imagine trying to play that on the because uh, i had the og xbox, xbox one oh. <laughs> like yeah, two months ago awful. it's been impossible I like the original ps4 been, yeah the yeah. og ps4 struggle as well and what has it been when was it first announced 2012 I think it was 2012. Yeah, the, yeah, the game was 2012. announced. It's not actually. To be fair, I will. A lot of people say no. It's been in development. It hasn't been in development for eight years. It's been in development for four years apparently since 2016, early 2016. Yeah. So, it's not quite accurate to say the game's been in development for eight years because they kind of shelled it for a bit. Obviously, with doing Witcher and the DLC, mm. and that's then when they concentrated, started concentrating on Cyberpunk. Once all that was out, so the game's uh, it's like a four-year game really in development. But even so, even a four-year game in development shouldn't have this many bugs. No. I, mean, I know that I know I know they're ambitious and I know they have been amb- you can tell the game it's so weird. I feel in two minds about the game because you can tell in some ways the game has been ambitious in some of the things it's done, but then you can tell it's cut corners at the same time. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. It's such a 50-50 game like because there'll be some sequences where you go, wow, this is actually pretty yeah, I'm really enjoying this It's really cool what they've done. But then there's some things where you're like, yeah, feels a bit yeah, underwhelming. Lame, you know? yeah. Underwhelming and lame. So it's like it's such a 50-50 game so far for me in, in some ways, but yeah, well, like Tim just yeah. touched on with the hype as well, they definitely hyped up because I um can't remember what article I was reading, but they said that essentially they spent nearly 
nearly or if not half their budget was on marketing. Marketing, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely that. insane when you think about it. How much did Keanu cost? <laughs> <laughs> I'd yeah. love to know. It wouldn't have been if, cheap. Not cheap. Did so. you hear the, apparently as well that um, the, uh, the Project Red dev saying that Johnny was a way cooler before Keanu came on? Yeah, he was going to be modelled yeah. off um, Cillian Murphy, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, someone yeah, said David Hayter as well. Yeah, like, yeah it was them two together. Yeah, wow. That's really strange. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 because I'm so, I'm not following the game, I can't really judge yet. Like, is that character yeah. as good as he could I'd be, like to ask so Tim, far, actually. Okay, but... What's, what, do you, what did you yeah. think of Keanu Reeves, Johnny? Honestly think, for me anyway, Keanu Reeves is the best part of the game. And oh, really? I'm not, I'm not even a fan of him, but like his character was probably, for me anyway, the most developed character in the game. Mm-hmm. And second to him would be, uh, you know, like, well, I can't really say, but the, the side characters, they were all so well developed. But then the character you play as V, I, I literally couldn't care less about him. Yeah, I yeah. didn't find his performance drove me. I didn't find his motives made any sense. He, he was honestly it, like, if Keanu Reeves wasn't in the game, I think I might have struggled to complete it. Really? Yeah, like he fully put me through to the end of that game. Mm. See, uh, so I'm uh, with I see, you. Yeah, with yeah. You. I should. I was gonna say like some people say, you know, uh, you know, they Keanu Reeves is in the air and they've just done it for money. I'm like, well, no, actually, he's done a really good job, and like he is a convincing sort of. A bad guy slash good guy like he does do his job really well and um i, I think that people are really underselling his performance in the game i think it's a reason to buy the game mm-hmm. just his performance alone see i'm with you i actually really enjoyed Keanu as johnny um I, I i enjoyed the way he delivered it i enjoyed yeah. the like kind of what's the word i'm looking for like that rugged cool guy kind of Demeanor, vibe sort of yeah and yet when i uh, when i've been online and chat i've seen people slating him Saying yeah. that, it, like, oh, it took him out of the game and his delivery is terrible and stuff. And I just think, wait, I, mean, I know it's subjective, but mm. after playing it myself, I think, I don't know how you've come to that conclusion. I really no. enjoyed it. And every time he was on screen, that was probably when I was the most invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he came on screen, like, I was zoned in. And it was, it was funny because when he's on screen, I'm zoned into the game. And then when I'm playing the game, I'm constantly being thrown out of the game by glitches. So I was just constantly going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like I think he needs more more praise, or at least his character needs more praise than he has been getting so far. I'm assuming we all have played as the male V. I guess. Yeah. I've heard that apparently the female V uh, a lot better. Voice act voice acting's a lot better with the female V. Right. Okay. Apparently, I've heard the male V. Some people are saying. Hmm. Yeah, the, I don't think the, with, like, the, the voice acting's the problem. I think it's his lines. Just the, mm. his dialogue is. <laughs> I don't know. Can I cuss a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, feel yeah. free to yeah. cuss. Uh, maybe <laughs> I, I, I just say he's a jackass. That's, that's literally the only way I can put it. <laughs> he's just a jackass. I, I, yeah. I just he's, they try and make him up as like the cool cowboy s sort of character, and it just it doesn't land well with me at all. What, yeah, what were I, your feelings of V at the moment? So I'd only seven hours roughly into no, it. No, I'd agree with you to it. I've got to be honest, out of the characters, obviously there's a lot more characters for me to meet, of course, but out of the characters that I've met, I'm way more interested in the other characters rather than V, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I think that comes, though, as well, from having someone you create yourself. I always think that in games. Whenever it's a character you have to create, in mm. general, there is exceptions to the rule. Shepard and Mass Effect is an exception to the rule, mm. in my opinion. But in most games where you have to create your own character, it's never you're never going to have the same feeling of a protagonist. Whereas in The Witcher, you have Geralt. 
You don't create Geralt. He is just Geralt, what they've He's written. established character, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas with V, you know, you've got different... You look online and some people have got purple hair, some people have got massive tattoos, some people have got no hair. It's like, it's not going to have the same effect for me. So um, that's obviously... And maybe that was their intention to take, you know, to, to highlight the side characters and stuff and the other characters more than be himself, which I don't know, maybe that'll work. I mean, I, like, yeah, like I said, I'm more, I am more invested in the side characters and sort of the mm. heroes and villains, whatever you want to call them so far that I've seen. So funny you touch on that because when I actually completed the game, obviously mm. no spoilers uh, because of yeah. not completing it yet, but I didn't really uh too much what happened to v in it i was more concerned with what happened to the side characters and yeah. how it left them yeah yeah 100 yeah 100 mm. like that's it uh, like in, in my review as well that's something i said i was like you know this is a uh, a game uh, which is supposedly uh based around your dialogue options and choices throughout the game and none of the choices i made were for v's benefit or my benefit they, they were simply based on what the uh you know the stories of the side characters were uh, so I, th- I think that does go to show that the writing for the side character is good and the story is, is good. It's just V himself as a character isn't that interesting a vessel to play through. Yeah, he's a bit bland. Yeah. Would you, having completed the game, would you two say that? Would you two say that's actually a big problem or not though? Or would you say like you don't actually? Are you that basically? Are you that bothered that V was a bit bland and boring? Are, are, does it matter because maybe you cared about side characters a lot? So it's like, oh, well, I'm not that bothered. Then. I, I, I think because I'm given the choice of dialogue options and hmm. I'm not a silent protagonist who I can pretend, you know, I am this character. Hmm. The, v is an established character who does have a personality. So because, you know, he, he is meant to be an actual person, um, I find it difficult to not care, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I'm trying to... It's a bit like if you had Shepard... And he he was he was an asshole during you know key cutscenes, but then the dialogue options he's the nice guy, and they just contradict themselves constantly. Yeah, I, know it, what you mean. I think that's what I'm trying to get. At, is he he doesn't marry up with with the choices you can make in the game? Hey, mm-hmm. Do you know? Just quickly, it's funny you say that because I feel like that's why I, I'd never play a playthrough of Mass Effect being like half and half. It's like nah, you can't. I don't know. I yeah. couldn't do that. You'd have to either be full Renegade full way. or full <laughs> Paragon. Yeah, yeah. Way for me because uh, it makes uh, no apart sense. Apart from otherwise. the news agent. Or reporter, I punch you in the face every time. Yeah, I do that every time. I do that every time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just funny. (laughs) And that's one good thing about doing a renegade playthrough. It's hilarious. Some of the options, the dialogue options are hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, but 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 either way, you still feel like you're Shepard. If that makes sense, you still feel like Shepard. Whereas whereas V just like I, he doesn't feel like me, and he doesn't feel like his own character. He's just like a mush. A first-person perspective mush, and I don't really know what to take away from his character. Is is he? Is he kind of like a soulless vessel? Yeah, yeah, and a jackass. <laughs> just, no, no, just, just kind of like nothing there. Uh, kind of like yeah. He, yeah, basically, he could replace me with anyone, and it could be the main character, basically. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and it's such a shame because CD Projekt's last game was so good. Like Geralt was. Oh yeah, Geralt. Oh, I loved him. You know, it, Geralt is probably one of the best characters you can play in a video game. And uh, just to have the complete opposite end of the scale is just very jarring and and a disappointment. But yeah, Do you think that mainly might be because obviously with The Witcher it came from a book, which helped yeah. him a lot. Because they already yeah. had the character there, didn't they? They didn't have yeah. to do too much because the character of Geralt was already there from the book and the writing and stuff. So maybe, having said that, however, obviously some of the side characters seem well written and cyberpunk. So it's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably just. I don't know whether I'm looking into it too much, but I think maybe it might just be that choice of giving us too much flexibility in terms mm-hmm. of being able to customize him and make him partially like our own character, 
and then put us in the first person perspective so we feel even more like that character but then he's written as if he's a third person perspective character and i think it's that sort of jumping back and forth between the two that sort of throws you off mm-hmm. yeah to be honest yeah i agreed i must admit when i thinking back now to when i played through because i actually enjoyed it i got a lot of enjoyment out of the game even though you know it was hampered by bugs and stuff but mm-hmm. i did care more about the side characters and that what yeah. that's what drove me really and the man i think back i wasn't really that bothered about him yeah. did it I take mean, away it's funny because his name is v it's like even he is forgettable. V. Yeah, like, name is even bad, isn't it? He it's doesn't even really have a surname. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, really even bad. it's like they're saying, yeah, we don't actually care about this character. You shouldn't care about this character. But Night City and everything else is very good. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, actually. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got enough enjoyment out of the game that it didn't really bother me, I guess, Sud. But, you know, yeah. I mean, how much more enjoyment could I got out of it if it was a character like Geralt? Probably, you know, two twofold. But... Is that is that where the game maybe separates from the whole? Like, is that maybe where the game goes from being a a good game to a great game? You know, if, in Europe, is it like, well, I really enjoyed it's a really good game, but it's not a great game like a Mass Effect is. You know, yeah, because I love Shepard. Yeah, yeah, and that maybe makes the difference. I, I think that depends on whether you're driven by narrative. And, and yeah. for me, I'm a very narrative driven player. Uh, you know, single player games strong story that that's what i'm there for mm. uh if your game yeah, has absolutely. a mediocre story i probably won't play it and i, I think the fact yeah. that cyberpunk has a, a, has a good story but has a, a mediocre vessel to play through and then the gameplay is very hit and miss i find it really hard to just say to someone yeah you should go play this game like, mm. i find it so hard to say that this is a game worth playing for everyone yeah well well, well at one point i actually just put the game on the easiest possible mode and just went through just smashing people with melee <laughs> with a sword just so i could get through it and get to yeah. the story on I, I don't blame you like like the rpg mechanics I, i'm not really a fan of them in general um what's mm. it called now like you know the, the damage numbers and things like mm-hmm. that mm. I, I don't think that's a, a good form of progression especially in a single player game and yeah that's something that really cheesed me off towards the end like you got a shotgun which can like propel bullets around a corner and hit someone behind a wall but it doesn't do any damage. And I'm like, yeah. well, what's the point? Pointless. What's the point in giving me these cool toys <laughs> if they're basically potato guns? What's the point? Yeah. I, I will say early on, and I'm sure you two know more about this because you play it more, but uh, the assault rifles and SMGs especially are terrible in this game for me. <laughs> That's they're why I switched, mate. Do you know what I ended up like... using? I actually ended up using a baton. baton. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, because yeah. it, it dealt decent damage. I could run through and whack on. on. Yeah. I mean, I will say I, I kind of like some of the shotguns and the pistol. I think I think if you're gonna use a weapon, it, for me it has to be a pistol or a shotgun because the assault rifles are just so bad. Johnny's weapon's um, cool. Yeah, Johnny's weapon's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've used I've used that a little bit in the mission I did with him. Yeah, that was that was, was a good weapon. By the but, way, uh, just quickly that. in that first mission when you're here, did you feel like John Wick for a bit? Because I did. Yes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I got it was such a good feeling. Mm, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah. also I'm interested to ask you, you guys. Um, what was the option you chose at the start? Because I ended up going with Corpo in my first, well, I say first playthrough. I don't know if I I'll did play Corpo through it again. as well, funnily enough. Mm. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Just because obviously we'd, we'd seen from the um, the Nightwire events. Was mm-hmm. that what it was called? The, e, the E3 thingies. So. Um, they, they did the Badlands thing. So I was like, well, I don't want to do that because everyone else is doing it and I've seen enough of it now. And then there was the, um, what was the other one then? It was like in Street Kid. Yeah. Um, and then I'd seen a few other critics were doing that one. So I was like, right, well, I want to do something which is different, which no one else has done. And, you know, I haven't seen anything else of before. So that's why I went for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
after going back and watching other people's playthroughs, it was is a nice addition to the game, but it didn't really matter too much. I found. Yeah. I, so I went. I did go Street Kid, and to be honest, I, I, I haven't seen what the other three prologues are or whatever you call it, uh, but. Mm. Apparently, it doesn't make that much difference. You end no. up on the same plate. I mean, not really, mate. The only thing that's different is the way, like, my V would be critical of the corpo, you know, like the corpo culture and stuff like that. And he'd be more like, oh, fucking corpos and stuff like that. Where I was, I'm sure yours were like, oh, these street kids and stuff. I mean, like I might be wrong, but, but it felt like it only really gave me just different dialogue options. It yeah, didn't just a, really result in anything. It, there, obviously, in dialogue, it gives you, like, sometimes an option. So it, does, it says, like, yeah, street corpo. kid in brackets. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's your sort of, you can say something different, but. Apart from that, I don't really know what that brought, to be honest with you. No, it's literally just that. that. And then even those, you know, extra dialogue options, all all they did was serve to draw exposition from other characters. So again, I just, I didn't find them very useful. I didn't feel like they changed the gameplay that much. Um, You know, like like, like we were saying with Mass Effect, you know, when you get that Paragon option or that Renegade option, it's, it's very significant and it feels very different to any of the other choices that you have. Whereas these were just like just something extra in the game, so yeah, I went for the corpo as well at first because I wanted like the Deus Ex vibe. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Love Deus Ex. Yeah, game. so that's why I went for it. And then uh, yeah, you pretty much yeah you end up in the same part point I think as in, on every different prologue. But um, yeah, I think uh, well actually I was going to move on, but before I do, I just wanted to ask really about the topic of the thingy. So. Do we think that the rumours are not true? Do we believe CD Projekt Red, or do we think the rumours are true, that they did cut content? I mean, I, I said it before, just quickly. I, there's never smoke without fire in these sort of things for me. Hmm. And if they're being so sort of, you know, aggressive with coming out and saying it, that to me <laughs> almost in, it says, well, maybe there is something there then, if they're trying to, like, you know, squash it down. But, you know, it's probably one of them where the problem, let's be honest, I think it's evident that there's problems, clearly. And there's clearly been a lot of cut content, you know, to get the game out intact. You know, these sort of discussions have been happening all throughout, maybe early on in the year. So far, like, oh, well, yeah, we want to get it out this year. We're going to have to cut some content out of this. Um, and maybe they'll, like, hold some back for the DLC. They're going to do DLC at some point, aren't they? Yeah. Thing. Maybe, maybe they'll go, well, well, we can just put that in later on or something. You know, that, that mission that they, they took out, or them couple of missions, or the side mission, whatever it is, character, they can add them in later, so... There's clearly problems with the game. They're already talking about what is it? We were talking about this, weren't we? Quickly, that the next gen sort of game update is probably going to be like midway through the year now, yeah. rather than maybe mm. the start of the year. So you can tell already that. And I wouldn't be shocked if that got pushed back. To maybe no, I win. wouldn't be shocked. That wouldn't shock me. So, and who knows the DLC? That's probably going to be a, a year, two years away now. Isn't they said it? the DLC is going to be free, though, didn't they? At least. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they're all going to be free. Don't know about oh. all. Because Not obviously sure. with The Witcher, they did the free deal, then three smaller DLCs at first, didn't they? like mission things, and then they did the two the expansions, expansions, yeah, which did cost uh, I think it was twenty pound, wasn't it? They were class though. Yeah, I mean they were worth you know obviously worth the money. So um, they'll probably do that again, I assume. But they're going to have to get a bit of goodwill back here because obviously you know all these refunds or the whole debate about we've gone over that. Obviously, it's just it's left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. So yeah, a lot of rebuilding to do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it. And uh, I'll also put a link in the description below for uh, Tim's review on Cyberpunk. So definitely check that out. Um, Right. We'll move on to the second topic today that we want to discuss then. And that is former Xbox executives say Nintendo laughed their asses off when Microsoft offered to buy it. Uh, Steve Ballmer, Microsoft former CEO, made his... Oh, these are quotes. Sorry, I should uh, stress them. So I'll start again. These 
Quote, Steve Ballmer, Microsoft former CEO, made his go to meet with Nintendo to see if they would consider being acquired. Um, this is from Kevin, I don't know, do you know the last Bacuse. name? Bachus. That sounds good, though. Bacchus, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are quotes from Kevin Bacchus, Microsoft former director of third-party relations for Xbox. Um, he also goes on to say, they just laughed their asses off like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how the meeting went. Very <laughs> <laughs> uh, strange. Very strange. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how long ago this was. I think you uh, said... 2000. It was 2000, Jesus. Yeah, it was early on. It was, early, it was. I think it was even before the first Xbox had come out, so... Long time ago. Mm. It, was, it was when they were trying to get in, basically, into the market. Microsoft, you know, when they had the whole Bill get they had the whole Bill Gates thing, didn't they? And if you remember it, they really went in. Um, was it one of the E3s? The first two thousand one, was it? Or something yeah, like didn't that? they have the Rock as well? They had the Rock and yeah. Bill Gates, and it was a bit weird to be honest. It was a bit strange, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't surprise me this because I think it's been documented before that Microsoft and Nintendo. There was kind of a an idea they could work together. Obviously, Nintendo at the time were sort of, you know, the, the software. I mean, I say at the time, it's always the case. They're the kings of software, aren't they, Nintendo? They always yeah. have been and maybe always will be. I don't know, because their games just have got a quality about them and sell ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've never, they've, well, not since maybe the early Nintendo days, they've never really got on top of the hardware. They've always had hardware that, eh, you know, could be improved, could be, Especially in terms of power, they've always had struggled with that, haven't they? They've always been behind the competition, especially since, you know, maybe this two thousand onwards. So, I think that the idea was that Microsoft were going to come in and maybe make the hardware for them, <laughs> which they're good at. You know, they're good at hardware, yeah. and Nintendo would carry on with the software, and it'd be kind of that sort of partnership. And would have been interesting to see, wouldn't it? Like Mario on the Xbox or <laughs> Zelda, new new Zelda on the the three hundred and sixty or whatever. It would have been strange. Yeah, I might have actually played Zelda then. Yeah, that was the case yeah missed out there i think yeah um but yeah it was just it's just it's just mad to think how things could be different isn't it with these little things like i say a little thing it was never going to happen by the sounds of it i mean they laughed at them for an hour. <laughs> yeah. but if they somehow with nintendo would just have done it or something then, you know it would have been odd but... yeah they seem to have um a bit of a relationship now though i mean when was it that we reported on was it last year Years ago, that apparently Game Pass was going on to Nintendo on the Switch. Yeah, last, last year it was. Yeah, last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's something like that happened. You know, Game Pass going to um, Switch. That that would be an absolute killer for Nintendo. Mm. Uh, oh, but yeah. I, I think Nintendo are quite big on retaining the sort of like integrity of their brand. Mm. Uh, you know, you don't really see it like. You know, they could easily put Discord or something like that onto the Switch. You could actually talk to people, but instead they insist on you using the Nintendo Switch online app, which is awful, but it's their app. You know, Nintendo want to keep their doors closed. They're happy as they are, and I think they, they want to keep it that way. Um, and that's probably the situation that obviously happened back in 2000. You know, they, they knew they had the games, and okay, their software isn't, sorry, their hardware isn't the best, no. uh, but at the end of the day, they're the ones making the games for that hardware. Mm. So as long as they can make it run on their own stuff, like, wh- why would they care? Uh, so I, I can see why they probably laughed them out of the room. Um, and I don't think that's something that Nintendo would even regret even now. No, probably not. Yeah, no, I don't no think I mean, they definitely would. not now. I mean, no, because isn't the Switch still, um, yeah, it's a Switch still the highest selling console yeah. today. It sold more. Sure. I think it sold oh, more the, the in November. Gen, yeah. I'm pretty sure it sold the most in November when, yeah. when new consoles came out. Now, okay, you can maybe say short supply. If the Xbox and PlayStation had actually been available, like properly, 
Yeah. They probably both would have beaten Nintendo because, I mean, the demand was ridiculous for both consoles. But having said that, it's still a ridiculous achievement. You know, yeah. software, you know, hardware that's way underpowered compared to its competition. Um, but it just has the games and it has that nostalgia. It has the fam, you know, families buy this thing for the kids. Yeah. And stuff. It's a massive, massive pull. Just remember the Wii. Everyone having a Wii. Yeah, yeah it People was don't like games. Yeah, you go around, they're like, oh, Grandma's. do you want to play on the Wii? It's like, Grandma's will play yeah. Got a Wii. <laughs> yeah, literally, your nan's uncle would have a Wii. Yeah. It, was yeah. bad. it was just <laughs> everywhere. I, I remember at the time seeing news article stories, and it was like they had him in care homes and stuff, like Wii Ball yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, only Nintendo could do that, really. So. Hmm. I um, actually uh, played Mario Kart on the Wii over the Christmas period. Yeah, and fun? it's oh, still, still fun. Still fun. That's yeah, it. I still got fun out of it. That is the beauty of Nintendo's games. You can go back to pr- pretty much any of their games for the last 20 years, and they're probably still fun now because they don't care about like latest technology or graphics. Or it's about fun, isn't it, with them? Yeah. It's about yeah. gameplay and fun. Gameplay's king with them, and fun is king with them. So, However, I will just quickly characters. say my worst ever experience on the Wii was probably trying to play Pez. Oh, oh <laughs> That was oh, absolutely horrific. You had to use that yeah. nunchuck thing as well. Oh, oh no. no. That was oh, that was tough times. Yeah, I can't times. imagine how bad that must have been. But um, horrific. I mean, you've seen this year, haven't you? I mean, look at Animal Crossing. Oh, it I know. Sold, it sold more. Uh, there was that stat, wasn't there? It, Animal Crossing sold on its own, <laughs> has sold more than any other any other PlayStation IP in history. Is that real? Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I like, didn't know so, that. Uh, if you think of any game from PlayStation's entire history, Animal Crossing as a singular, you know, if you compare singular mm-hmm. facts to singular titles, yeah. Animal Crossing has outsold every single. A PlayStation IP ever so more than the latest God of War, more than Spider Man, more than Horizon Zero Dawn, more than Gran Turismo back in the day when it's popular, more than even more than Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, more than anything. That's crazy. Assault sold. So I mean, and you know, it's, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's no wonder that Nintendo. Guess it is. Peels so all well. ages, though, doesn't it? Really, That's yeah. The thing, isn't it? And it came at a good time, didn't it? You know, oh, start, the, start time, of the pandemic. Yeah. People were inside. It was like yeah, a happy was, game. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm sure it came out the week. Of our yeah, first lockdown, lockdown, didn't it? It was, yeah, it was like it March the twenty eighth or something like, and then it yeah. came out. It was the perfect time. So yeah, mm. uh, I, I think the lockdown probably helped them quite a bit. Yeah, mm. it would seem that way. Um, so I'm guessing Tim, you own a Switch. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. been chatting. Enjoy it. Um, I, I don't really. It's not that I don't like Nintendo IPs. I just, I just haven't really been drawn to them. So Mario, I don't play. Um, I tried Zelda, obviously, because of you know all the craze about it. But again, I, I wasn't that keen on it. Um, but the amount of sort of AAA Western titles that are now on the Switch has made it very appealing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I got I've played uh, what's it called the the Outer Worlds on there. Oh yeah, uh, so it's an amazing fun. game, and it runs surprisingly well on the Switch. Mm. Uh, Dark Souls was on the Switch. I enjoyed doing that. Mm. Uh, you know, just all the sort of AAA titles that are now sort of trickling over to the Switch. Um, it sort of helps us Western people get more into it. Um, mm. so I, I think what the console needs is something like Game Pass, you know, that count that, that, yeah. that cloud stream service. Um, I know that control is now available on there via cloud streaming, right? Uh, which is good, but if they could bundle it in with some sort of like you know, monthly uh fee, that that would kill it. Like the Switch would make so much money. I agree with you, by the way, about I'm probably pretty similar to you with the Switch, like I like my Switch, but I don't play it that much. You know, no. it's, it's one of the things where I bought it. And I played it a bit at first, and I've kind of almost neglected it in a way because there's nothing really on there that I'm like, I really want to play this. You know, it's, it's like yeah. I've tried the Mario's and I tried Zelda. And it's like, yeah, I can understand why people love them, the fun games, but 
I can only play like a Mario game for like an hour before going, eh, kind of bored now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think we're from that generation where, you know, we didn't get the Nintendo craze. No, um, no, you know, I I, I'm, I'm definitely part of the, the Halo uh, mm. generation. You know, that's sort of like my, my forte. Uh, but no, I definitely say yeah. the Switch is, you know, it's got some good titles. And at the end of the day, the Switch has triumphed where the PS Vita didn't by being user-friendly and not trying to mug you off at every corner in terms of price point. Mm. And I, I think that is why the Switch is just so successful now. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's, it's so successful. It's, is Vita the one that really. you love, though, Sud? I think the Vita's great. I love the Vita. Box. Two. That's the Vita box there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, admit, I got the Slim and, um, and the original 3G. I love the Vita. Um, it's yeah. so underrated. It's such an underrated console. Yeah. It's just a shame that Sony basically gave up after like a couple of years. They were just like, eh, we're done now. Okay. Yeah, well, it's it was not a selling light of, as well as the PS4. Yeah, but, well, the, the problem was obviously with the, the memory cards just being stupidly oh, overpriced. You know, ridiculous. like 16 gig would cost you a mortgage. It was, it was stupid. <laughs> and um, and then obviously there, there was a few good, you know, uh, AAA releases. You had Call of Duty uh, and Uncharted, and then they just stopped. So, Kills, I, I always say Kills was very good. Kills is so good on that. Kills yeah. is a great game. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just a good console for indie games as well. I thought, although uh, the Switch has kind of overtook it now, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now it's the, the Switch is kind of the Switch is basically the evolution of the Vita. In terms, hundred percent. Yeah, that's literally how I look. The at it. Switch is what the Vita should have been, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. PlayStation just didn't have the faith in the Nintendo. Drop the ball. Yeah. You know, we saw even with. I remember. I mean, you. Uh, I'm sure maybe you had one as well. Tim. We had a PSP, didn't we? That's the last handheld yeah. I had. Yeah. PSP. And I really man enjoyed in school. PSP. I really yeah. enjoyed PSP. <laughs> enjoyed um, it in school. Mm, it was fun <laughs> that, to play, that was the know? main thing. Yeah. And there's some pretty good games on it, but then it's like, that. The, but they had a bit of faith in the PSP, whereas it got to the Vita and they didn't see good sales early on. They just went, eh, we're just gonna give enough and we'll just focus mm. on the PS4." And they didn't care. Yeah. So maybe shame. they were a bit too early. I don't know. Probably. If they'd have released it maybe three or four years later, maybe they could have had more success. But I must admit, I don't know why handhelds really. just don't appeal to me anymore. I, mm. mate, when I like I just touched on when I was in school, yeah, handheld you can play footy man in class or whatever on the slide. Yeah. It's, you know, makes things a bit more entertaining in, in life back then. But yeah. now, I don't know. I don't play mobile games either. If I'm traveling, no. I'll listen to a podcast. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it is my maybe. age. But maybe. they just don't appeal to me. So mm. I don't think I'll. I probably will never play a Switch. No. Oh really? Yeah, I've never played one at this point. Have you not? No. Oh, they're never. everywhere. I know. Mm. But well, it, at the moment, given that we're stuck in as well, yeah, <laughs> the likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought you might have, like come across one at someone's house or something. No. Like, oh, there's the switch. Like, Honestly, no. yeah, it's a bit random. I mean, Ted talks about it a lot. Um, friend of yeah, the show, Ted. Switch. He likes okay. Switch, doesn't he? Yeah, and uh, I'm surprised he's never brought it around or anything. But yeah. No. But speaking about Microsoft and obviously them trying to acquire Nintendo back in the day, uh, Tim, you told us a story off air before we came on that yeah. we'd missed um, to do with uh, Microsoft looking for Uplay off Ubisoft. Add yeah. that to Game Pass. Yeah, so uh, basically, um, I, if any of you probably know, uh, Ubisoft have their own sort of streams, not streaming service, subscription service on PC called uh, mm. Ubisoft Connect Plus, uh, yeah. where effectively you pay twelve ninety nine a month and then you get access to Ubisoft's entire library. Uh, now, if you... Uh, sources have reported uh, that Xbox are looking at bundling that in with the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, uh, which could be an absolute killer play in the market in terms of making that Game Pass just a completely viable product, especially to sell the new consoles as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. And oh. I think that if they get that in, uh, if they get that in, that's going to be really big trouble for PlayStation, I think. Mm. Really big trouble. 
Well, we're yeah, it's interesting. Me and Sud are advocates of Game Pass, aren't we? We absolutely love absolutely. it, the service at the absolutely. moment. And if they're adding um, more quality like that and yeah. depth, yeah. it's strange because um, I've definitely over the last two or three years become more PlayStation oriented, or oh, I can't even say the word orientated. Orientated. <laughs> yeah, I think you you know this, don't you, Luke? I'm more, yeah. more nowadays. I play Your headphones a are a giveaway. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the, yeah. This and is, the shrine in the background. Yeah, no, it's like shrine. a shrine. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Well, there used to be an Xbox box up uh, there, but oh, did they? Oh, okay. yeah. Didn't make so the cut anymore. Says everything, doesn't it? Yeah, just not good enough. Um, but no, like I mean, to be honest, in general, I'm, I don't mind. They're both good, and like they both have strengths and weaknesses. But I just have migrated more to PlayStation mainly due to the single player focus that PlayStation has. That we, I think, we can all agree, no matter how what your bias is, that. On PlayStation, their bread and butter is the single-player narrative, you know, yeah. theatric sort of games. Whereas Xbox, they tend to lean more towards the sort of multiplayer side. I know, obviously, with the acquisitions, they're probably, hopefully, anyway, going to, you know, ramp up their single-player efforts as well. But Fingers crossed. I'm just looking, actually, because in that article as well, it actually says some really interesting things about, you know, it says that, you know, big big year for Xbox. I mean, it says that they're expecting, in this article anyway, big titles, it says, such as Forza Horizon 5, which isn't a big shock you know falls horizon's a massive game for xbox yeah. it, it's uh, you know it sells really well people love it it's a, you know a great game mm-hmm. best racing game for me the whole generation falls horizon 4 um starfield which i'd love that to come out this year obviously big fan of uh space sort of rpgs obviously yeah. mass effect yep. so watching that one closely that's a no-brainer uh, wolfenstein 3 which i'm a big fan of wolfenstein i really really enjoy wolfenstein especially on this generation they've been great games so that'd be great if they could get that out and it says others as well expected. So I'm mean, what the the question I want to kind of ask you, Tim, and me and Eldon of or me and Luke of um we've talked about this for weeks now, haven't we? Months about all all these Bethesda games though. What's your stance on do you think they're gonna be exclusive? Do you not? Do you think there's gonna be timed exclusivity, full exclusivity? Yeah. How do you think it's gonna go? It's it's up in the air at the minute. I think I think if they aren't timed exclusives, then Xbox have wasted their money. And it's a pointless acquisition. If if they don't sting PlayStation owners, then I don't know why they've done it. There's, there's, there doesn't. There's no. There's no end game if they haven't done it with the purpose of having a timed exclusive. Mm. If they just do, you know, uh, what Sony are doing at the moment with some things like obviously with Call of Duty, uh, they have like uh, certain modes yeah. uh, cut off for for yeah, the yeah. PlayStation owners. Those things aren't going to make people buy consoles. People aren't going to make purchasing decisions based on what COD map you, you can get. Right. But I think an entire game, an entire IP from someone like Bethesda, who, yes, have stung us in recent years, but you know something like Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six, if that's not a timed that's exclusive, okay. then I don't know why they did it. What, what do you think, just quickly then, about the idea of... Because I've heard some people saying, well, okay, say if they're not exclusive, say they are coming to PlayStation, but Microsoft's argument could be, well, yeah, you can buy them on PlayStation for £70 each, Hmm. or subscribe to our service and get all of them for £10 a month. I mean, that is a, also a compelling argument. Do you think they, yeah. think they could have basically have their cake and eat it? Yeah, I, I think the problem with that is um, the only people who are going to know that are people who play games, if that makes sense. Hmm. Parents and things, you know, around Christmas time, things like that. They only go off what they see on TV. Hmm. So and, and unless it's very clear that, oh, you can get this free with the Xbox Game Pass... Uh, then people aren't going to know about it. Uh, and most casual gamers won't either. So I, I think that's going to come down more to advertising. I, I think if they advertise it right, uh, then yes, it could work. 
but I, I don't see how they could advertise in such a way that is like, oh yeah, buy on PlayStation for seventy or get it free with us. It it would be a very strange way to advertise. I must admit, um, you make a decent point about some casual gamers because some of our friends, even though they're on the console quite a bit, so that I'd describe yeah. as casual. And even sometimes when I've been like, oh yeah, uh, you should get Game Pass and they get it, whatever. I'm like, oh, by the way, you're going to get Xbox first party exclusives like day yeah, one. Like, What's the like, first what? party? Yeah, they're like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, if Halo comes out day yeah, one, you can get it on Game Pass. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, yeah. I, a lot of I thought don't, you would have because you play it a lot. Yeah. But apparently they don't. So no. you touch on a good point. A lot of casual gamers might, it just might pass them yeah. by stuff like that. And and, and 70%, mm. I, I said completely making up a number, but 70%, <laughs> I would say, of gamers probably buy two games a year. And that's yeah. Call of Duty and FIFA. And that's FIFA. all they'll play all year. In and this that's country. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. And then every now and again, uh, you know, there'll, there'll be the, the odd craze such as GTA mm. and things like that. But apart from that, people don't really go out looking for games. Mm. Uh, so, Something like Game Pass, where they're mindlessly paying ten pound a month, they don't even realise they're paying it, and it's like, oh, here's a new Bethesda game. They'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll download it. You know, that, that that's going to be very convincing. Uh, but the 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 offset of seventy pound to a PlayStation gamer, they they aren't going to buy it. Seventy percent of yeah. those casual gamers of that made up number aren't going to buy a Bethesda game when it comes out at launch. I, Good point. See, I've kind of changed my mind on this a little bit because I think at first, I think me and you look have both been kind of in the mindset of, oh, they should just pretty much. We think the best strategy would be maybe to just make them exclusive, you know, because mm. then you're going to get people in. But I'm starting to think, is the best strategy to be halfway there and go, okay, the timed exclusive for a year, say. Mm. Because what they can do then is they can have that sort of bump of having them exclusive for a whole year where PlayStation games are missing out. But then when that year's up and they can start selling it on PlayStation, maybe PlayStation games go, oh, yeah, that get oh, and then they buy it. And then they can kind of have the best of, they can get draw people in that are really impatient that want them games straight away, hmm. but this, they can also wait for the people that are loyal to PlayStation that are never going to switch and will make money off them anyway because it's their game. So it's like I I'm feel like that might be the best model from but. the business standpoint. I wouldn't be shocked if they went down that route. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. the same as something like um, you know uh, Among Us or um, what's that other game now? Fall Guys. Fall yeah. Guys. The, the, the moment that goes to Xbox, that game will blow yeah. on Twitch again. Yeah. No, yeah. Not because it's got any new updates or new maps, simply because it's there. So yeah. I think timed exclusives do create hype later down the line, and it's a good mm. way to keep the, the revenue going for the business. Um, you know, even if you look at, say, um, PUBG, uh, there was a timed exclusive on Xbox, mm -hmm. and it died off for a bit. People weren't playing the game anymore, switched over to Fortnite, etc. And then when it came out on PS4, massive craze again, blew up again. Yeah. So, so timed exclusives do work in favor of both companies anyway. Uh, it's just obviously the ones who own it in the first place are, are going to take the large bit of the cake. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But Completely I'm just not saying that might actually be the best thing to do now. Yeah. But I I, I don't have a, you know, I don't have any. Well, with timed <laughs> exclusives, like, document, so. well, with timed exclusive, it gives them the opportunity to try and uh, sell consoles as well as Game Pass, doesn't it? With it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then obviously, they then, like you said, if the people who are they just not going to budge, oh, there you go. Money anyway. Don't yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the hype would be there. Tim's right, yeah. the hype would be there. You know, with Among Us, just that quickly, I never realised that only four devs work on that game, apparently. Really? Apparently. I, someone sent me an article the other day. That's mad. And I was shocked to read that. Fair play. That what is crazy. And what, there was also a stat about the player base and how it splits between four devs. Like, So each dev accounts for like 125 million players. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. It's so crazy. It's like... Can you, imagine be, can you imagine being one of them four people, literally? You'd feel so much pressure, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. having to cater to that many... Like, you, you, you've got a massive well, what's global mad, audience. 
as well is the game's like three years old isn't it or something yeah, yeah three or yeah, four yeah. years old so yeah, they would have just been going around like yeah you know we've got, yeah, we got good numbers we're quite yeah. happy with this yeah. and then all of a sudden it blows up and then the pressure is ramped up mm. yeah, yeah if, if i were them i'd just sell that straight to ea if you're like look boys take it <laughs> put, put yeah. your loot boxes in yeah, and just deal with it mate I don't, i'm yeah. not doing this the game's on switch now isn't it as well yeah it is on switch but obviously there's no voice chat because no. switch doesn't know what voice chat is so you know <laughs> I still think it should come to PlayStation and Xbox. They'd make so much more money. Oh, I'd again. love it. I think, I think they it, will. I think eventually. it will at some point. Yeah, I think it will. Seems a sensible thing to do. Um, so just probably before we end this podcast, because we've gone around forty-five minutes now, Tim, I just wanted to ask you a bit about Game Pass as a whole. Is it something that you're um you're a fan of? Because I know you mentioned uh, either before or off. I think you mentioned before that you you played Cyberpunk on Series X, so mm. you're obviously in the inc- ecosystem. Is Game Pass something that you're a fan of? it's a bit of a love-hate relationship um so i did a video on it actually uh, around the time it first came out uh basically sort of just going over whether it's a blessing or a curse because uh, the, there's, there's a few problems i have with it obviously the, the main draw in from it is that you're paying 10 pound a month and you get access to all these games at, at no extra cost and I, I think for the average gamer that's okay um but then for, for me i buy all my games physical so even the games on Game Pass, uh, Forza, Crackdown 3, for some reason, uh, I've bought them all <laughs> physical, uh, simply just because I like owning the product and knowing that's mine. Mm-hmm. The issue you have with Game Pass, which we've started seeing now, is that obviously games can drop off that service. Mm-hmm. So you, you've put, say, £120, £240 into this service over the past two years, and suddenly these these products which you want to use just disappear because they aren't actually yours in the first place. Um, and I, I think that will be quite scary or interesting to see in a couple of years time you know where we have these classic games that you want to go back and, and relive like we all do uh, yeah. they, they won't be there anymore because people won't have bought them physically and they'll be part of a digital service that you can't have access to anymore mm. uh, so so that's sort of like the digital side of it which uh, i'm a bit concerned about uh the, the other side of it is the quality of products that you get on there uh so for years we were used to buying films on blu-ray and dvd and things like that you, you pay 10 pounds for a film and there's no problem well, now we, are, we all have Netflix, so we pay £7 a month and we have access to loads of films, but 90% of the films are awful. Yeah, they're yeah. crap. You know, the quality <laughs> true. It's rubbish. outweighs... Uh, sorry, the quantity outweighs the quality completely on Netflix, and, and it's literally a case of just being able to give you the facility to just scroll through loads and loads to feel like you're getting your money's worth when there's actually one or two things that you can actually watch. So I'm worried that might be something that happens with Game Pass is that we'll get these first line titles from Xbox or just titles in general, uh, which are half baked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it already with Sea of Thieves that was half baked, and yeah, all right, it's better yeah. now. <laughs> if you guys like it, yeah, it's better now. Uh, we first well, played that game. We called it Sea of Piss. So yeah, <laughs> I yeah exactly. I, 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 yeah, we weren't fans. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Crackdown three. It was yeah, not good. all right. I mean, but... it was okay. Yeah, the single player was okay. Did you ever mm. play the multiplayer? Oh, that yeah, was... it's such a lie. Terrible. Such a lie. But <laughs> at the same time, awful. If you didn't pay forty pound a month for it, are you going to feel that bad about it? Probably not, because that's the thing. You're getting it part of this subscription service, so no. the value of the product becomes less. <laughs> so when things like Forza or Halo Six or Elder Scrolls come out on there and they're half baked. <laughs> Are we going to be that bothered? No, it's, it's we haven't paid as much, so we're going to care as much. Which I is not the whole reason that people are kicking off about Cyberpunk because they paid fifty pound. If we'd paid ten pound a month for this, I don't think we would all be as bothered. No. I think it'd be like, oh no, it's all right. It's it's part of this service I pay for. No, so, although 
I, I agree with you to some extent, although I will say that I don't know. I feel like there is an expectation from Xbox fans now that, yeah, they've had years of half-baked games and now it's time. It's time to step up now, you know. Even if that means maybe... Re- yeah, maybe they have to raise the price of Game Pass a little bit. Maybe they do. Yeah. But to me, you can't be having a half-baked Starfield and a half-baked Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, they have to be brilliant games. They have to be top-quality games. Yeah. If they're half-baked, people are going to start going, oh, well, actually, is there... Well, yeah, Game Pass, it's... Is it as good a value as people think? Because but then there's the other hundred games great, so. that you can play on there. Yeah, so that's I, what I mean. It's, it's, it's yeah, like quali- are, quantity over quality. That's the problem. And a lot of them games, let's be honest, as good as Game Pass is, and it does, you know, it is good, and there's a lot of good games mm. on there. You actually scroll through that list. There's a lot of bad games on there. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. No, there's a 100%. lot of bad. Looks like Netflix. There's a similar model. There's a lot yeah, of bad. Yeah. You have to, you have to really sort of, you know, find find your way through to find the good sift games. through the shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's yeah, a better way of putting it. Yeah. You put it more than me. Exactly. Yeah. But, but then, like, the, the other thing, like you said, obviously, about half-baked games, uh, I think if we look at the past two, three years of games, I'd say, like, 80% of games that have come out have been half-baked. And for mm. some reason, people are still playing them and people still like mm. them. So I think half-baked games are, are going to be the way forward in, 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 to some extent. The this only the worry, yeah. game I haven't played half-baked recently Assassin's Creed for Harlow for me was a pretty good experience, but there were probably some finishing touches needed. But I wouldn't say that was half baked. But I'd say the first, the last experience I feel that was complete in in every essence of the word would be Last of Us Two. Uh, I think that game was just flawless in terms of you know its performance on the console and you know subjective, but the story. I, I thought the story and the characters were really good. Hmm. So I, I think half baked games are unfortunately becoming much more common and much more accepted. You know, if you look at the amount of people trying to defend Cyberpunk, saying Oh well, you know the day one patch will fix it. Oh, they're gonna fix it next month. Like, yeah. bro, I, I don't care. Your game's broke on day one. I paid fifty quid on day one. I, I want my money back. So, yeah, I get it. I get that. This is I, something I, we've been I, arguing yeah. for as well, hasn't it? So, because we are, we hate the patches. They yeah. just release a half bait because oh, if there's something wrong, we'll patch we can it. Fix it later we'll patch on. it. No, yeah, <laughs> that attitude. I hate that attitude. Ah, oh, it's frustrating. Uh, you bring up a good point about Last of Us too, because I know, like, again, I I had problems with the story. I, I I don't think it's a patch on the Last of Us one story. Personally, I think Last of Us one's a much better story. But mm. the gameplay in that game is, I think, I just think the whole experience of the rest of the. If you take out some of the story elements that I didn't like, the rest <laughs> of the game's great. It really yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The game looks immaculate, especially on a yeah. normal. I played it on a base PS4, and I was like, wow, the game looks great. Like, yeah. and that's the reason for me why I still. I love Game Pass. I think it's great. I think it's a great service. I still prefer that big budget game that comes out for £60 or whatever that you know is going to be great. And on PlayStation, in general, you know it's going to be great, don't you? Yeah, and I I think that's the problem with Xbox is their past few AAA games haven't felt like AAAs. They they felt like B action games. You know, Crackdown 3 was all right. Uh, Quantum Break was, again, all right. Uh, mm. Forza Horizon 4 it was good but it was also what you'd expect it, it didn't for me anyway Forza Horizon is the only one for me that you can say is a top level quality game it's top level but then the I wouldn't say it. it's, it's uh, for me anyway I wouldn't say the it's racing game. the racing game yeah yeah, yeah, yeah racing exactly game it, is, it yeah. is what it is on the yeah. tin yeah. Um, so I think Halo will be the, the, the deciding factor for how we look at Xbox going forward I, I think Gears 5 was a good start I always forget. I think Gears just, Five gives a good start. Now, Gears Five is not a Last of Us Two. It's not on the same level as like Horizon Zero Dawn. It's yeah. not on the same level. It was as pretty Last good though, but it was pretty good, and I felt mm. like it was a good step in the right direction. Yeah, you know, in terms of what you get in that package. Now, Halo has to be a step up above that, as far as I'm concerned, mm. because Halo is prime game on Xbox. But obviously, what we've seen of that, it's a bit worrying. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I think my other worry, actually, which I forgot to mention with Game Pass, is especially on the first line titles, uh, the incorporation of microtransactions further down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I've heard Gears has some, uh, but I could definitely see it getting worse as they try and increase the revenue elsewhere. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's always a worry this is a with problem. games. Mm. Yeah, Halo Five had a lot of my bad microtransactions, if yeah. you remember rightly. Bad yeah, stuff full of. And like, obviously, we, we all saw Avengers last month, which is just oh, a, you know, a money God. factory okay. for um. Uh, who was it for now? Square Enix, wasn't it? I think. Square Enix. Well, yeah. it's yeah. it's it's turned out it's not been a money factory, has it? Because they've lost tons of money on that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been mad. Lost tons of money on it. So. How do you mess that up? Yeah, same. Yeah, I know. Was... How do you mess that up after the Avengers films as well? Everyone was hyped. Yeah. I didn't and, even and touch too late. It. The timing. I think the timing was bad. I don't that know that the game was poor. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is that yeah, I mean the game should be better. What I'm saying is the timing as well wasn't good. It, it should this it should this game should have come out when the films were actually mm. had a book years ago, not in 2020 when no one no one cares about Avengers anymore. Like no, no offense, like if the game was good, they would care. Maybe, but yeah, they would care more. But there's not the same hype for Avengers. Does anyone is anyone really that bothered about Avengers now? Not yeah. really. People were well, bothered two years ago. Yeah. Now. Whereas if they released like a Mandalorian game right now, like it would sell. Oh yeah, like, sell wildfire. Okay. But yeah. like, yeah, I terrible. definitely agree that the timing of oh. Avengers was um, uh, definitely a misstep. But I'd rather that than a half-baked game as well, or another cyberpunk. Yeah. So <laughs> swings around about just today. It is. It is. And that's uh, probably a good place to leave the podcast for today. Um, So we do thank you for listening. And if you are listening to us on YouTube, please like, subscribe and uh, comment with your thoughts on the topics we've covered today as that'll help the channel to grow. If you're listening to us on Twitch, give us a follow. And if you are listening to us on any audio platforms, please leave us a nice view and also pass on the pod. But um, yeah, thanks for joining us today, Tim. We really appreciated that. Thank you for having me. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, YouTube. TJFL Gaming. I actually got to type in gaming still at the end to find me. Um, or also on Instagram, TJFL Gamer. Either one of the two. Perfect. I'll uh, put links in the description below for that. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Definitely go and check out his uh, social con- um, content and obviously his YouTube channel as he puts out some excellent reviews. So highly recommended. And uh, where can people find you, Sud? So it's just on Twitter for me, as usual, at David Tenspud. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Leld, L-E-L, 3Ds, for Instagram. And I should mention that the podcast is also on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ChetReachPod. And all the links in, will be in the description below. And also join our newly set up Discord if you'd like, because, uh, yeah, the, you'll get our live streams. We live stream Monday and Wednesday now. Yeah, watch us on, well, yeah, watch well, us on Twitch. Twitch, watch Twitch us on YouTube. It's on everywhere, isn't it? YouTube, Twitch, yeah. all the major ones. Yeah, so... We are there Monday and Tuesday, 3 p.m. GMT time usually. But again, thanks for coming on, Tim. We really appreciate that. It was a great Thank chat. You for having me. And we'd love awesome. to get you back on in the future at some point if you're yeah, 100%. Up for that. Yeah, I'll be back. Newportians, <laughs> United. Oh, no, sorry. Wales people, you know. Walesians. Wales and the one Englishman. Walesians. Oh, yeah, and you. Wales, yeah. Kind of way. And me. Wales and, and you. Yeah. And you. Wales and me. <laughs> but yeah, um, we hope yeah. you have a good week, guys, and thanks for listening. See ya. Bye, Bye. guys. Thank you.